1: Here's everything you might have missed in the Rick and Morty Season 6 premiere. While it hasn't been a 100 years since the last season, Rick and Morty is back with more high-concept sci-fi silliness. Picking up in the wake of the apocalyptic season five finale, the season six premiere, Solarix, delivered a heaping helping of lore, revealed a deadly villain, and sprinkled in quite a few Easter eggs for good measure. We're gonna break it all down for you in just a moment, but to do so, we have to spoil the episode itself. So if you haven't seen it yet and you're worried about that sort of thing, leave now before it's too late.
0: Digestibon, convert to nutrient mass.
1: Okay, let's get into it, shall we? The episode itself is named after Solaris, the 1961 sci-fi novel by Polish author Stanislaw Lem. It's been adapted numerous times for the big screen, and it's a story set on a remote space station where the inhabitants must confront their inner demons, something that absolutely plays out in this episode for Rick and Morty in particular. The episode begins with an homage to Avengers Endgame as Tony Stark monologues into his helmet, stranded in deep space. Here, Rick and Morty are adrift in a saucer amid the remnants of the Citadel, which Evil Morty destroyed in the season five finale. Now, you can see the corpses of Rick's and Morty's floating outside and the rift that Evil Morty created to escape the central finite curve, the wall around the multiverse to seal in the universes where Rick is the smartest man alive. Now, despite his aloofness, Rick clearly has a strong command of Marvel canon, as we'll see later in the episode.
0: Hey, remember like a second ago when you pretended not to know who Iron Man was? Who was that for? (laughs)
1: Shush, 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 Morty. Rick commands his spinal cord to give him Robitussin as a base, then surprise him. And that's something we've seen him do previously in season four's Claw and Hoarder Special Rickdoms, Morty.
0: Spinal cord, activate morphine.
1: Oh, I might be f- Rick tries to reset the portal fluid that Evil Morty hacked, but accidentally resets all the portal travelers instead, sending them back to their home dimensions. Rick, Morty, and Jerry all begin pulsing green, and this prompts Jerry to ask an important question. How did I end up not in my own universe? The answer, of course, is the Jerry-Burree. Oh my God. The Jerry-Burree. Oh, the The Jerry-Burree. Deep cut. Way back in season two's Morty Night Run, Rick and Morty dropped off Jerry at the Jerry Beree. It's a daycare center for Jerry's from across the multiverse while Rick's and Morty's go off on their own adventures. And towards the end of the episode, Rick and Morty return to retrieve Jerry only to have a claim ticket mix up with another Rick and Morty. It appeared like they took home the correct Jerry, but as we know now, no, they didn't.
0: Uh, that's a blitz and shits ticket. What? Way to go, Morty. Yeah, uh, whatever. Uh, w- oh, wait. wait,
1: what? The Jerry we see at the beginning of this episode discovered that the other season two Jerry never got separated from Beth, which led to a deeply unhappy family life.
0: Oof, some real season two vibes in there, you know what I'm
1: saying? Now, speaking of unhappy family lives, Rick has apparently kept his original dimension, C-137, on a time loop on the day of Diane and Beth's murder. F- The murderer, Evil Rick, or Weird Rick, according to Pocket Mortys, may be the show's true villain, as he's the one that sent Rick on this course of nihilism, alcoholism, and destruction, a.k.a. his crybaby backstory.
0: Yes, now everyone can shut up about it.
1: Now this Rick in question, Weird Rick, is also apparently Morty's original grandfather from the Cronenberg world we saw on Rick Potion Number 9, but we'll touch more on that in just a moment. To torture himself, Rick has programmed an AI version of Diane as a ghost to haunt him, always just one room away, conveniently out of sight. Diane is voiced by Kari Walgren, who also voices Rick's garage AI and onboard ship computer, suggesting that Diane has always been nearby, but slightly less passive-aggressive. You always do everything! you set your mind to, except keep your family alive. But that was hardly your fault. Much more haunting is the perpetual time loop that Rick's neighbors are trapped in, despite the fact that they just kept aging. Now, Rick graciously lets them finally die a sweet, sweet death with the pull of a lever. But more importantly, for me at least, in the background of this sequence, you can spot a framed photo or a painting on the wall of Rick's secret toilet from season four's The Old Man in the Seat. Yeah, yeah, sweet relief or seat relief. While this is happening, Summer goes into the room beneath the garage, which kind of looks like what used to house the memories from Morty's mind blowers. Now it's home to a vending machine full of Marvel Comics-inspired goodies. Summer opts for the Wolverine claws, but you can also spot a green version of Magneto's helmet, a Cyclops visor, Thor's hammer Mjolnir, and what appears to be a cosmic cube, I think.
0: Oh, it's purple. You said it was purple! I said mine was. I didn't know they all were.
1: The claws that Summer uses in particular are modeled after the dual claws of X-23. They're also a callback to when Rick offered Morty some Wolverine claws of his own back in season four's Claw and Hoarder, Special Rictums, Morty.
0: I want my dragon! Let me give you rocket shoes. Let me give you Wolverine claws. Let me give you a fucking rocket hat.
1: Morty, on the other hand, finds himself back in what's been dubbed the Cronenberg world. In season one's Rick Potion number nine, Rick's antidote to the eponymous love potion had the unfortunate side effect of turning everyone into a monster straight out of a David Cronenberg film. Well, almost everyone, Jerry, Beth, and Summer were left behind as the only surviving humans that we knew about. Back in the season three premiere, we returned to this Cronenberg world where Morty and his new Summer met his former family, who'd all become post-apocalyptic warriors. That episode came to a chilling conclusion, though, when the Council of Ricks froze them in ice while searching for Morty and Summer. Now we're back in this mutant-filled hellhole once more, and Jerry is seemingly the sole survivor of the Smith clan. Jerry explains that Summer and Beth died shortly after they got out of the ice, leaving him all alone. In a desperate bid to reconnect with Cronenberg, Jerry, Morty runs upstairs to grab a copy of the game Downbeat. Now, if this looks familiar, that's because it appeared before in season four's Rattlestar Rick Lactica.
0: Downbeat. How do you win this f***ing game? We've never gotten that far.
1: Now, the board game, which is apparently unwinnable, is also a meta joke. In screenwriting, a downbeat refers to the moment at the start of a scene that happens before the main thrust of a scene begins. In this case, it's also a downbeat moment for Morty in that it's tragic to find that Jerry has dipped and set traps for him. But this Jerry isn't the only member of Morty's original family who's still around. Weird Rick, the man who killed Rick C-137's wife and daughter, is our Morty's original grandpa. And we learn that Rick C-137's plan was to hang around with Weird Rick's Morty in the hopes that he would come looking for his grandson eventually. You son of a bitch, I got you! And when he was sent back to his reality, Weird Rick immediately went and hung out on another remote space station, one full of murder bots and a naked Rick who's presumed to be a decoy. Or as Weird Rick puts it, just a little Kaiser Soze referencing the character from The Usual Suspects. Now, perhaps that should have been a clue to Rick and Morty because as we learn in the post credit scene, that was in fact the real Weird Rick who took a major gamble. Of course, given how resistant he is to having his throat cut, something tells me he's gonna be a lot harder to kill and a major Thor and in our hero's sides. Now, some other fun details in the Cronenberg world are these strange adult magazine titles in the abandoned convenience store. We see Oily Body, Boat Women, Breeders Digest, Rolling Boner, Sex Vogue, Pool Hustler, Yummy Shapes, Vava Voomberg, Horny Cars, and Sex Squire. Morty opts for Sex Vogue, which really tells you something about his priorities in the apocalypse, and I guess just in general. During Beth, Spacebeth, and Summer's adventure on the Citadel, we see the ruins of a Morty statue in a sign commanding you to salute President Morty. Unfortunately for our heroes, when they finally make it back home, they discover season two, Jerry, who releases a creature known as Mr. Frundles. He says, we agreed, no boogins in the house. And this is a deep cut reference to 1981's The Boogins. It's a monster movie where strange little turtle-like creatures wreak havoc after being released from a mine shaft. Mr. Frundles, though, is far, far deadlier.
0: Season two, Jerry, do <laughs> oh, Mr. Frundles.
1: Everybody in the car. Now, once again, we see the painting of Edward Moybridge is Sally Gardner at a gallop. It was one of the world's first motion pictures. This particular film played a major role more recently in Jordan Peele's Nope. Here, the painting, though, and everything else is quickly subsumed by Mr. Frundles, who goes from kawaii to kawaii real quick. What
0: the f***, Dad? Why would you bring that thing into our house? It was cute, f***!
1: What follows is a time-honored tradition with the Smith family murdering and burying the versions of themselves they replace in a brand new world. Unfortunately, this world has an interesting way of pronouncing Parmesan. Parmesan.
0: Parmesan. Parmesian. Parmesan. Par-me-sian. 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 Yeah, I hate
1: it. Anyway, folks, there you have it. That's everything we spotted in the Rick and Morty Season 6 premiere. With a ton of new lore to sink our teeth into and a deadly villain waiting in the wings, we can't wait to see what the new season has in store for us. For now, though, tell us, what did you think of this episode? Did you spot anything that we missed?
0: Mmm, are these heirloom tomatoes? Digestibot, try these.
1: Let us know in the comments below, and for the latest and greatest in the world of pop culture, make sure you stay tuned to Nerdist.com.